0: Welcome to the Scare podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Speak, and I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And I, Joe, I always try to do my voice so it sounds like one of those, you know, voiceover guys, like a Vincent from Price type of thing. Well, no, you know, the commercial All ads, the, the in a world guy. Yeah, it, yeah, well, from the '80s and the '70s, like mm-hmm. I always wanted to do do a voice like the guy who did the the commercial for. Uh, Halloween yeah. Halloween you know and and <laughs> like on the blu-ray you know you can always see they always they always include the original tv spot you know are, and that guy has such a good voice yeah but <clears throat> I don't think I'm capable of doing that I could
1: probably do it after about six pots of coffee and six packs of cigarettes but
0: not hey, right now you let's know. try that sometime uh, and then we'll, sure we'll try sure I've that.
1: got nothing better to do yeah
0: I don't I have nothing better <laughs> to do right now uh So we, Joe, this is, I don't know if you know this, but this is a big night for us. Um, Huge, practically huge. Did you clean up? No,
1: actually. uh, Oh, sure. Of course I did. Yes.
0: Well, I have on my lucky underwear and you know (laughs) what that means. It means we're serious business right now because this is our our first guest. First guest. First guest. Ever. On the Cinescare podcast. Maybe last. We we
1: got to see how this goes.
0: It could be the last. It could yeah. be the last episode, actually. You're, yeah. But, <clears throat> I tell you, I don't get my lucky underwear out for anyone. Just no, anyone. Every like, episode is cliffhanger.
1: What's that? Every episode's a cliffhanger. It is, Because you don't know if we're going to have another
0: one. Literally. Yeah. We don't know. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a cliffhanger because you, you didn't know if I was wearing my lucky underwear that episode. That, every anyone. day
1: is a cliffhanger with your lucky underwear.
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, Joe... Our first guest is a guy named James, Mister James Oster, Oster. Oster, 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 yeah, Oster.
2: know okay. who you ask, but my family calls it Oster, so I'm going with that. Okay, <laughs> Mister
0: James Oster. He also has an aka Jimmy O. I do, which someday Joe and I hope to have an aka. Uh, yes, he, <laughs> he started out in 2006 as a film review reviewer at Arrow in the Head, which actually that's that's a website I follow um and it's a horror publication right is it or is it other g- genres too no
2: it's a, it's mostly it's all genre it's all horror i mean we we do occasionally sneak in some action and we do some obviously i do a a, a regular column on there called nick gruff investigates which is a lot of fun so that's that's mostly what i do there occasional review mostly the other sites
0: i work at. <laughs> well and then he moved on to uh joe com, which is I, I I believe that's a little bigger website than arrow in the head. If I'm well, not mistaken, they're
2: connected They're It's a sister site. So they're owned by the same, they're ah. all owned by Burge. So yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And, but, but Joe blow, uh, deals with all kinds of movies and, uh, he's one of the J- James or Jimmy O is one of the major three major critics for that site. um, he also contributes to a website live in uh, we live entertainment and gotcha. he has conducted interviews with the biggest names in hollywood including julia Rod- these are big names joe i, I mean we are they're, literally they're large i mean what is this the six separate 6 degrees of separation or whatever i um, know i'm we're all practically related we're all yeah, we connected <laughs> We're practically siblings of Julia Roberts right now, yes. Guilla- yeah. Guillermo del Toro, Sylvester Stallone, Tom Hardy, also Jamie Lee Curtis, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, probably a million other Scream Queens. Oh, yeah. um, thanks to the connections he's made, he has managed to take his love for movies to another level, and he has actually produced a couple movies, Joe. He produced The Harvesters, mm-hmm. um, which was an Oklahoma horror mystery. Mm-hmm. written by Nick Sanford and he's the creator co-creator and co-host of the long form interview series. Sounds scary, which I saw on, on, uh, Amazon actually. It's oh, nice. available on Amazon prime. Yeah. That's where I watched it. Is that where you watched that's, it? Joe? That's where I watched it too. Every yeah. episode.
1: Fantastic. Nice. No, and oh, thank it you. is. Thank yeah. You. I really,
0: I really enjoy it. Uh, and actually one of the episodes you recorded just down the street from me at, uh, uh, bearded lady, uh, antique or vintage or Ooh. what's it, oddities.
2: Yeah. The, uh, the mystic museum. I have some stories. I'll tell you about that place after, after a little later, it's pretty creepy. <laughs>
0: that's the, that's the, uh, that's the kind of thing we're looking for is creepy stories. Love so, uh, but, and actually that whole area down there, that Magnolia area is fantastic. It's, mm. it's like, it's own little, it maybe not as much since the rent started going up, but it's almost its own little genre area. There's uh there's fandom, there's horror. I mean, Halloween town is probably I think the greatest store in the history of, of stores. Mm-hmm. And uh uh bearded bearded lady. Uh Dark Delicacies moved around the corner. Mm, that's not that that's far. right.
2: Close, very close. Right.
0: That's where I did my first book signing for my first book. Uh oh, nice. was at, at at Dark Delicacies. Um, I'm sure these will all be sponsors of our show any minute uh, now. I hope yes. so. They better. Yes. We're plugging them. But And actually, I, I did my book signing next to, uh, oh, who's the guy who wrote I Am Legend? Um,
2: oh, uh, gosh, I don't even remember his name. I know exactly who you're talking
0: about. <laughs> yeah, it, it slips in my mind. But his son was was uh, signing for a book right next to me. And we got to talk about his dad and everything. But who? Richard now Matheson? I can't remember his name. Matheson, Richard Matheson. Richard Matheson. Matheson. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's see what else has this guy done? He's done a bunch of stuff. He also, uh, actually this some, sounds scary is on a new streaming channel called Vidi space. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and that was created by Nick Groff. And I know that you are friends with Nick Groff, right? Or at least you guys work together. Yeah, no, sometimes.
2: We, I've known him for years. He's a, he's one of my best friends. He's a really amazing, amazing guy. And I, I, I adore the man. I just adore him.
0: He seemed like a nice guy. I, I um, I commented on something you posted of his and he responded to my comment mm-hmm. at one point. So yeah, he seemed like a really nice guy, but he was Nick Groff. Joe, you, I don't know if you ever watched, uh, what is it? Ghost adventures. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was, he was one of the original guys okay. in ghost adventures. He went off on his own and had a couple of pretty good shows. I liked that paranormal lockdown was a really oh, good
2: show. so good. That was, that yeah. was like my favorite show of his, to be honest. I loved it. I I wish I would, Hopefully, in some way, he has a new show um, on Viddy Space, which I highly recommend Ghost, Ghost Walker, uh, or sorry, mm. Death Walker, which uh, is phenomenal. I think it's his best work yet. I honestly, yeah. lo- I love the show. And it's, there's quite, there's, I think, five episodes, I want to say, but I highly recommend, you know, and now Viddy Space, I believe you could uh, rent a day. So instead mm. of like paying, if you don't want to pay the whole subscription, you can like do just a day. And I know we're, We've got another show coming up, and he's got a death Death, uh, Death Deathwalker coming up this Friday, a new one. So
0: Ah, a little plug for Nick. (laughs) Nice. Uh, He better be a sponsor for our show pretty soon, too. (laughs) Or maybe a guest. Yes. There (laughs) you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we could have him on. Um, And also, Jimmy is also a proud and passionate member of the Hollywood Critics Association. But one thing you left out is that you're also a playwright. Uh, because I, the reason I met you, was several years ago. What was this, 2004, maybe, I believe?
2: I believe it was, yeah. I think you're right, 2004.
0: Uh, Jimmy wrote a a kind of, I guess, sort of a spoof-ish kind mm-hmm. of thing of of Plan 9 from Outer Space. I don't know yeah. quite what to... It wasn't exactly Plan 9 from Outer Space on stage. It was pretty close. I mean, it was a lot of scenes, but then there were a lot of backstage scenes too from the characters and actually that part was one of my favorite parts that I've played and I believe if I'm not mistaken I got a good little blurb in uh, the LA w- Weekly from that actually.
2: you probably did that was a fun show I mean honestly yeah. like and I you know I actually reached I, for some reason I posted something about it uh, no about Breakfast Club I found when I did a uh, stage version of Breakfast Club modernized version of that uh, Chris Bo- Burton Chris Berube, who owns that theater that we did that ad, he said, like, oh, you should bring that back. You should bring Grave Robbers back. So uh, it was called Grave Robbers from Outer Space, which was right. basically, a, a, I basically took Plan 9 from Outer Space and and turned it into the Naked Gun. That's what I yeah.
0: Did. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: Yeah. You can't go wrong with that combination
2: at all. You really can't.
0: No. It was, it was a lot of fun and uh, made some good friends doing that and everything. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of those people? A few.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, right now I'm hearing from everybody because it's uh we're in the pandemic and no one right. has anything else to fucking do. Oh, can we yeah. swear? Oh, I've got yeah. no,
0: you're fine. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Uh, we just won't show it to the churches this week. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Those but, are non-demographic. You know, actually one of the cast members of that show, Joe, uh, Grave Robbers, he was a, he had been a forest firefighter. And oh yeah! Do you remember that? And he was his his claim to fame was that he had been struck by lightning twice.
1: Goodness. Wow! <laughs> and I mean,
0: once is enough. Yeah, but, well, I mean, wow. I wouldn't go back for seconds. I no, think that's why he no. quit and decided yes. I want to be an actor. I think it was after that second one. <laughs> Smart choice. Yeah.
2: I don't remember um, his name. Oh my god, I feel so bad. I've got to look it up because now I'm like trying to remember his name, but I remember him really well. I don't,
0: yeah. I don't, he was a really nice guy. He was a little dazed, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, and, and I, I completely understandable, but he was a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. uh But um let's see here, but that, you know, I had a great time doing that show and you were
2: great in that play, by the way, I, oh, I think you'll know, like, I watched that. I, like I said, I was watching the, you know, a couple years back and I was just like, wow, I, I, I was, I, I give myself credit for, Picking the right actors. And I, I really did. You guys were literally everyone in that cast just rocked. It was so much fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And it was uh, down in Hollywood at uh what was the name of that theater?
2: The next stage theater, which I think Chris has a new theater. So I
0: I, uh, okay. I was
2: gonna see it at one point and then you know, COVID. So I ah. didn't go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Jimmy one of the reasons we've got you here from the beginning is that one of the thing that we do at the beginning is talk about horror movies that we've seen recently and recommend them to people um, and so I'll start us off I watched well, I, I only watched a few. We we do this show every two weeks, and I only watched a few this time because I also got sucked into The Crown, which I think is a pretty good season, and I've gotten into the undoing on HBO. These aren't obviously horror related, although although the undoing is I not think we we're allowed to watch
1: anything except for horror films.
0: Well, I broke those. I rooms, was Joe. about
1: ready to check myself into a mental institution for all yeah. of you watching. So Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> uh so, but I did start out with a pretty good one. I liked it's called, we are still here from 2015. This is one that's been on my radar for a while. And I, I don't know why I haven't watched it up to now. I, I think I had been told by someone it wasn't that good. And so I just kind of was like, eh, every time I saw it, but I watch, I finally watched it the other day and it, it's a really good, uh, tight little movie, uh, the description on it says in the cold wintry fields of new england a lonely house a lonely old house wakes up every 30 years and demands a sacrifice uh and so basically it's this couple they move into this old house out in the middle of uh like out in the middle of the country and they've lost a a child uh recently and so they get into this house and they they start to feel like maybe that child is there but there's also something else there. And so people come into the home, like a guy comes down to work on their furnace and he winds up not coming back up from the basement. And and uh, it turns out there's sort of a kind of a little folk horror vibe to it as well from the townspeople. And, but this thing was, it, it was pretty creepy. I thought it had some good uh, slow burn moments at first, and a pretty good cast including barbara crampton
2: yeah so, yeah she's good never even if the movie's not so great she's always great she's yeah. always good always yeah
0: she she's great and of course she's from uh reanimator uh-huh. uh which i was in a movie
2: cool. with her too so that that's i've got that claim to fame I was that's in right what called, was it it's called blood brothers i'm in it for about 30 seconds and in that time i get I get shot. I get run over by a car. I get stabbed, and I get my head blown off. I think
1: all in wow. thirty seconds.
2: All in thirty seconds, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a very quick. I mean, he goes after me, and yeah, I, I does he? Yeah, I, I die a lot. Yeah,
0: a lot. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's
0: a, that's a tour de force right there. I think.
2: Well, it's funny because you've got like like a minute of screen time, basically, because um, I'm a jogger and he's going after me. And I'm like, I'm in the trailer for the movie four times. It, it's just because they needed a good kill, and I, I was a good kill. So
0: <laughs>
1: nice. I think you should have ran faster. Yeah. I
2: guess so. I was fair. Well, he hit me, man. He hit me with the car. So, and of course, I decided yeah. I really wanted to do that stunt because I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I kind of hurt myself a little bit, but it was fun. Yeah. I don't regret it. <laughs>
0: The only stunt I did in in a movie was uh, Joe might remember this one Beauty Queen Butcher that we both did Classic. back in the day oh, and oh, uh, my was we it wasn't did you
1: say it, both in weren't you in it No, I was in the audience watching it
0: at the premiere. Oh, okay, I was never in it. Yeah, but that was where we. Yeah. Met, that's where we. But met. I. I but I did
1: take nipples off the Sears catalog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Throw the last episode. A, yeah, the last episode. I I thought that you see. <laughs> When Joe and I both lived in Chicago, he worked at uh, Sears as a graphic artist, and I always thought all these years that one of his jobs was to erase nipples from the bra ads. And it he didn't, he never advanced that far. Oh
1: so, shit! So that's no, a job. I, that's a real a, job. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Photo retouching down there, yeah. Oh that's god. an actual job. I. This was like first real job in chicago so i i would have had to work my way up the corporate ladder to try to you know erase nipples so wow. but all this time matt's been telling people that that's what i do and never proved them otherwise so yeah
0: well i, I didn't say that you're still doing it i said <laughs> that back then you were doing it but and uh, you know back in the 70s those guys used to erase more than just nipples oh yeah yeah i'm sure i'm they sure were yeah. yeah can you put that little thing in there Joe? i'll see what but, i can do Joe is also our producer, so he does all the post. Um, Love it. So, okay, so that was, that was We Are Still Here, which I, I do recommend. I think it's a pretty good one. So
2: Nice,
0: nice. Uh, Joe? Okay, this movie that I saw was an absolute triumph.
1: Not because the movie was good, but because I got to see it in the theaters. Oh, wow. Our theaters are open over here. So I got to go see Freaky with Vince oh. Vaughn. Yes. Catherine Newton. Um, it's a, uh, Christopher Landon film. Uh, you probably remember him from happy death day, but this is the, like a new twist on freaky Friday. You know, it's a body swapping type of movie. And, uh, it's basically the strange serial killer is who's swapping bodies with a high school girl. And she wakes up the next day and she realizes she's in this six-and-a-half-foot-tall, lumbering Vince Vaughn body, and she's only got 24 hours to get the spell reversed, or she's going to be stuck like that for the rest of her life. And on top of that, she's also being fingered and blamed for all these murders that she's been doing throughout the town. Um, This movie is self-aware it knows exactly what it is it's not trying to be the shining it's not trying to be science of the lambs it knows it's a teenage horror thriller comedy Uh and that's fine i mean it's it it was wonderful honestly just to see a movie in the theater so it could have been absolute garbage and i would have loved it but um it's got you know it's it's certainly not a comedy it's Uh it's certainly not for the faint of heart it's uh, There are some very good jump scares in it. There's a tremendous kill in this film yeah. with uh, Alan, Alan Ruck, I yeah. his name, uh, Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He plays a shop teacher, and there's a tremendous kill in the shop class. Uh, it, it was a highlight of the movie, in my opinion.
2: Uh, I second there, that completely. Yeah. By the way, everything you're saying, yeah. I love this movie. The <laughs>
1: the biggest downfall, I thought, was there was an ending and they could have wrapped up everything right at that point. But then there's a second ending that adds like another 10 minutes to the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was necessary. didn't really add a whole lot to it, but still overall, like I said, it was, it's not trying to be anything spectacular. So just based off of what it is, it was well worth the, the watch. Yeah. Um Actually, oddly enough, the original title of this movie was supposed to be freaky Friday, the 13th. And it, Takes place on Friday the thirteenth and was released on Friday the thirteenth. Yes, it was. So it was very fitting, but they decided to just shorten it back to "freaky." Um, that's marketing, I, Joe. That's yeah, marketing. That's damn good marketing, right well, there. Well, I think
2: there was a. I believe there may have been a legal issue. Uh, I believe that they they weren't allowed
1: to use the title. Or I I have no idea if that is true, but I still think it's the best option because you terrible. don't want to associate yourself with that, especially with the audience you're trying to reach. You know, well, it is, I don't want to say it's family friendly, but it is a little bit more family friendly than a Jason movie.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, Although those kills, man, I, I was not, just, I was very impressed. Yeah, they, they went and they're, they're a lot of practical. It wasn't just yeah. CG. It was like, there was, right. I, I kept seeing the the that Alan Ruck scene, and I kept I kept the, imagining Jason in the background going, "Oh,
1: it's brilliant!
2: Yes. <laughs> Bravo!" Like know?
1: tear, you know, yeah. like he's so proud.
2: <laughs> I love. that. Well, and
1: actually, the the mask that uh, Vince Vaughn wears in the film is was sort of designed as like a flesh version of Jason's mask. Mm-hmm. So, I mean they they were trying for this whole Friday the Thirteenth thing from the very get go. Yeah, but uh, still, I. I, I will give this thing three cuts I mean that that it it's definitely worth a watch especially if you can just get out of your house and go to the theater again
0: <laughs> yeah that's I I can't wait to see this movie I've been uh, hearing a lot about it and I think I, I saw you post something about it maybe Jimmy but uh, yeah
2: I, I did the uh, junket for that one so I did the interview some interviews that's for right. it. Yeah, yeah that's right
0: and that's the one that you interview with Vince Vaughn, right?
2: Yes, I did. That's one of the times. He's a lovely gentleman. I enjoy talking to him quite a bit.
0: Uh, so, Jimmy, what have you seen? What's a movie you've seen recently?
2: Well, I want to give a shout out. I, there's a film that is, uh, I think, should definitely be seen, and it's on Netflix, so anyone can watch it. It's called His House. Um, it's about a couple, um, and I'm not going to even try to do their names because I will fuck it up. It's a fantastic film. It's one of the best films of the year. It's about these uh, refugees that escape uh, a war-torn area in Africa. They come to England, uh, and they're treated – Badly because they're illegal immigrants and they're, you know, they're, they're able to get asylum. But the, the, the thing about it is, and this is a, always a, a tricky thing to do in horror films and haunted house movies in particular. They're like, okay, well, you cannot leave this house. If you cause any trouble, your asylum is done. You can't go. You you have to go. So they're basically this poor woman, this poor guy stuck in this house, and they're tormented by this demonic force. But it's it's there. It's nothing like your typical go. It's nothing like your typical like conjuring or. And I, I love the conjuring. Don't get me wrong. But it feels really relevant. It feels very refreshing. It's incredibly smart. And oh, my God, what a great film! I, I highly recommend it. I, I mean, that's about as close to a perfect film as you can get when when it comes to horror.
0: Yeah, I I think I I talked about this one a couple of weeks ago I believe. Yeah. During October and uh I I agree. I think that it's the that horror is the perfect venue to explore some of the issues of our day and and you can do it in a way that doesn't clobber people over the head with the issue, but it's part of it, you know. Yeah. And and so there their immigration status and their uh, as asylum seekers certainly is relevant in a lot of ways to here and in England, mm-hmm. but it also sets up the situation too. It's part of the, uh, yeah. So they're stuck in this haunted house. They can't really make a big deal about it because they don't want to be sent back to uh, where were they from Somalia, I believe, or uh, I think it was
2: Africa. Yeah. Well, someplace I know which part. Refuge. Oh, shoot. I, I'm going to look it up because it's going to bother me. Hold on. I had it up here. Hold on, let me see.
0: Talk about yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They we'll so put, we'll put that intermission music
0: in there. For <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they basically you know. So they they really they're really stuck because if they make a big deal about this, then they might be sent back. But at the same time, they're stuck in this house with this thing, and then you know, then there's some question as to whether or not it matters where they live. You know, mm-hmm. because there's some aspect to this haunting that. Might have come with them. South um,
2: Sudan is where they're from. Ah,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh my next movie is, what was this one? Oh, yeah, Possessor. Ooh. And this one just came out, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who is the son of David Cronenberg, a famous, obviously famous horror director. Yeah, he's done a couple uh, of things. Yeah, he's done a few. Uh, this one, oh God, this was a, such a good movie. This might be, uh, it's up there with my favorites of this year. It's. It follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high paying clients. So basically you could just be some Joe Blow. uh, uh work in a plug it all wraps up uh work in some place and if you happen to be working near a guy that that this agency needs to assassinate well these people could inhabit your body through this technology it 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 sounds kind of gimmicky but it's not the way it, it plays out it's very slow burn very art house uh it stars the woman from Andrea Riseborough yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Andrea Riseborough who played Mandy in the movie Mandy which is one of my favorite movies of the last decade uh Jennifer Jason Lee, Christopher Abbott who was in Girls actually that was the first place I saw him anyway uh but it's a it is a really good movie it's tense Fantastic. it is brutal graphic uh, I believe it's all, I'm pretty sure it's all practical effects. Uh, I'd be shocked if it weren't, or if there is any CGI, it's it's only enhancement CGI, but I it's it's quite brilliant. And I really had a good time with it from 2020. Uh, that is again, Possessor. Joe?
1: All right, Jimmy, one thing you'll learn about this show is we have no rhyme or reason of the movies that we choose to review. Uh, no worries. And, and sticking with that, <laughs> Uh, I'm pulling an old time favorite out of my back pocket: Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. Donald oh, yeah. Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Jeff Goldblum, Veronica Cartwright, Leonard Nimoy is in this film. This is a ultimate classic favorite of mine. Um, I did find out that uh, an interesting fact about there: there's a character named Harry the homeless guy. He's sitting on a bench playing a banjo. Uh-huh. He's not actually playing it. Jerry Garcia from uh, Grateful Dead is the guy that actually recorded the banjo soundtrack for Harry the Homeless Guy. I did that. And and I also found out that uh, Ben Burt was the guy that did the sound design for that show. Um, His wife was pregnant at the time, and he did an actual audio recording of his wife's ultrasound, and that was the sound that they used for the pods growing in the film. So uh, wonderful, I guess. Foley artwork <laughs> back then. Uh, this it's obviously it's a must see if you are into horror and you haven't seen this yet. Plus, there this is a remake. The original was in nineteen fifty six, and then right. there's another one after that, and another one after that. Uh, you you had to have seen something along this lines somewhere in, in your lifetime. Uh, one thing though, I would love to see somebody do a take on this is this is from the standpoint of normal people that are afraid to be turned into pods. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see a movie from the pods point of view from the pod people, you know, maybe they're trying to make humanity better. You know, maybe there's a justifiable reason for that, not just because they've lost their home or whatever, but maybe they're actually here to help. You Mm -hmm. know, that'd be a nice new clean spin on this. So Jim, go ahead and you can take that idea. (laughs)
0: No. <laughs> and produce something
1: that, that, that and naked gun, put that together and you got a movie.
0: Well, oh that's really, <laughs> that's where I think the movie, uh, the will, will Smith version of I am legend really missed out is that that's kind of what happens at the end of the book is uh, he goes around during the day, killing all these vampires while they sleep. And then at the end, he gets captured by the vampires and he realizes all these vampires are terrified of him and that he's a legend you know that yeah. that he's he's the the creepy thing that that creeps into their rooms during the day and kills them so he <laughs> was the the stuff of nightmares for vampires for them yeah but the of course that version didn't do that they they didn't go that route but um so, uh, Jimmy, you got another one?
2: Yeah, you know what? I was gonna surprise because I was doing recent ones when I was thinking about the show. But I'm like, I'm gonna go back in time because I, I feel like every Halloween I tend to re- represent represent this movie. I say represent because it's a, a fantastic film, the 1980 film, The Changeling. This not uh-huh. the Angelina Jolie movie, the George really? C. Scott, Trish Van De Devere. Yeah. I think I'm saying her name right. Uh, what a marvelous, horrifying powerful amazing movie which holds up shockingly well like even today those the the so it takes place whether after george c scott loses his wife and child that's a tragic event and he's a composer so he rents this beautiful old mansion well maybe not beautiful uh, he rents an old mansion an old spooky mansion and weird shit starts to happen and i i just there are, i i remember seeing this as a kid And just being like having, I I remember not wanting to step off my bed because I was like, wait, is there a little boy like, like in the, you know, trying to get out of my floor? I just, there's so many images and so many moments. The sound design is exceptional. I don't know why this isn't considered up there with The Shining or, uh, you know, The Exorcist. I think it's one Mm -hmm. of the best horror films ever made. And yeah. it's, uh, I want to give the, I believe Peter Medic is the director. Yes, Peter Medic mm-hmm. is the director. So I got to give that movie props. What a mm-hmm. wonderful film. Yeah,
1: I think dude. people that have seen it actually do put it up there with The Shining. I know I do. Matt, I'm sure does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fantastic film oh yeah no that's
0: Agreed. that's that's one of my all-time favorite movies uh and i do actually matt introduced me to that film way back in
2: college yeah of course of course yeah. you would matt you're a good yeah. guy <laughs> i know it
0: <laughs> yep uh no that one uh terrified me when i was in i think i was in middle school when i saw that one uh on a rerun on on hbo and that movie is well it's highly influential you'll see if you see a seance movie or a seance scene in uh, almost anything. A lot of them uh, will have, especially the ones where they're, where the, the medium is writing something, you know, I've mm-hmm. seen that a few times directly influenced by the changeling and George C. Scott. I mean, this is a big time actor as, as, as weighty a name as, as there is an acting at that time. And it's, and it's directed with such care. It's, it's not a throwaway film at all. It, it cares about the story. It's got an amazing script. Uh, It's got everything. And that scene, well, the kids, the the scene where the kids coming up through the floorboard and then the, in the bathtub is, I mean, it, I just got goosebumps thinking about it, but, um, but the, but the seance, afterwards when he sits down with that tape recorder and starts playing and he just hears that voice and then rewinds it. And he does that like five times. They take their time. And that's what I just, I just love it when a film isn't afraid to take its time and doesn't look down on its audience. Like, well, they're going to get bored if he does this five times or whatever, however many times it was. No, they trusted that their audience is not going to be bored by that, but actually be sucked in more. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that movie.
2: Me too. Me too.
0: Uh, well, my the only other one I have is 1979's When a Stranger Calls. I Ooh. just watched that the other day for the first time in in many many years and I didn't really remember much about it except for the beginning. I remembered the beginning quite well and obviously it's it's I think I think the first 20 minutes are basically a masterpiece of tension. Absolutely. And after that, I, you know, I see what they were trying to do. I, I give it some props. There is a sleazy, almost noirish quality to it. Uh, Charles Durning plays a detective looking for this, this guy. Uh, basically, it starts out a babysitter, and I tell you, every teenage girl, if if there was a teen, if you were a teenage girl in the eighties, or well, nineteen seventy nine, and into the eighties this movie terrified you. I wasn't a teenage girl, but I remember all the teenage girls in my neighborhood talking about this one. And, you know, the idea of somebody getting prank calls while they're babysitting. And then the, the person being in the house, you know, all of that, it's, it's a a good setup. It gets, I think it gets a little off the rails at times in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ending I thought was pretty good. Uh, But that first 20 minutes, of course, uh, Wes Craven, Uh, did kind of an homage to it in scream that Mm -hmm. his opening scene with drew Barrymore was a kind of a a dedicated to this movie that opening 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. So uh, it's, I thought the the first 20 minutes were scary. I thought the last 20 minutes were pretty scary in Mm -hmm. between the middle. There were some interesting things. It didn't quite work, but there were some interesting aspects to it.
2: Well, it was focus. You know, it kind of did what we were talking about earlier. Put the focus on the killer. We were seeing the the world through right. his eyes, which yeah. I, I think it. I, yeah, I, I think it works a little better than I remember. Like, I still love the movie, but yeah, it's 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 a weird juxtaposition in the middle of this kind of ooh, oh my gosh, is he going to get her? Is he going to get her? I'm like, wait a second, we're just seeing the Skywalker and kill hookers. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh it's obviously it's a classic and it's it it brought a sequel which i have n- still not seen i think the sequel was sequel, a tv movie it was
2: a direct t- directed uh video video or tv movie i highly recommend it it is really hmm. good that they it's another one where the first 20 minutes will chill you to the bone and hmm. i i think it manages to do uh it a little better in the set as a whole film because the focus is on Carol Kane and Jill Schoen and right. Charles Durning instead of the killer. We know a little bit about the killer, but it's, I think it does a better job at balancing. I, I in a way it's a better film.
0: I'll have to check it out. Maybe uh, look at it uh, yeah. next time. Yeah. Uh, Joe, did you have another one?
1: Uh, yeah, this will be my last one for the night. Um, I watched Tusk. Kevin Smith's yes. husk, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I want to get this out of the way right off the bat. I've been a Kevin Smith fan for well, since the beginning. He has, uh, yeah. I clerks all the way up. I've seen everything the guy's done. I've
0: met him uh, at Comic Cons from time to time. I listened to his podcast. Yeah. Most, most guys were talking about Kevin Smith about the time chasing Amy came out maybe or mall rats, but Joe was talking about Kevin Smith from the minute clerks came out. As a a matter of fact,
1: I have a Kevin Smith and a Jason muse autographed baseball. (laughs) And it was so apropos that I was able to walk up to him and ask him, could you please sign my balls?
2: (laughs) And He got a nice big kick out of
0: it. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: and anyway, Jimmy, I, Jimmy just interviewed Kevin Smith. Yeah, first
1: he, was, saw uh, that, yes. he
2: was on the last episode of Sound Scary. So there you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm definitely going to be watching it. So He's um
2: amazing. He's amazing yeah. to interview. You don't even know. need to ask a question. You just you just go, hey, how are you? Oh, okay, yeah, well, let me let tell you that, blah blah, blah.
1: <laughs> Come back in an hour and you can hit stop on the recording for him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, for those of you at home that have not seen this, this is A story of uh, two guys, Justin Long and Haley Joel Osment, that put on this podcast. How fitting is that? Uh, Of course, theirs is called the Nazi Party, N-O-T-S-E-E, total Kevin Smith wit. Uh, Haley Joel Osment apparently does not travel, so Justin Long, the other host, he has to go up to Canada because he was going to try to get an interview with this kid who just accidentally lost his leg on the internet and uh by the time he gets up to canada he finds out the kid has killed himself so he's stuck up in ontario i believe and uh he's he doesn't want to go home empty-handed so he's looking for somebody else to interview and he sees this advertisement on the bathroom wall in a bar where someone is offering free lodging for anyone as long as they When they come into the house, they basically become and live as a walrus from time to time. That's the trade-off. And he he finds it so oddly fascinating that he goes to call on this guy to interview him. And the character's name is Howard Howe. However, it's played by the fantastic Michael Parks. This guy is uh, a serial killer at its best. And, and I, I want to compare this movie to Silence of the Lambs oh. because in its core, that girl that got abducted and was left in that pit with the lotion and the basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I know I'm going to spoil this, but eventually Justin Long gets drugged and blacked out and he wakes up and he's got a leg missing. And then later on another one and his arms are sewn to his body and his tongue is removed. This guy, Michael Parks had this fascination with this walrus and this wonderful story that he had told. And he's basically sewing him into a walrus suit made out of skin, human skin. This, this by its core is just terrifying. I mean, if you walk into somebody's house and you have a drink of tea and next thing you know, your life is over as you know it, and you're living in this human-built walrus suit. That's terrifying. And I and that's why I wanted to say at the very beginning that I'm a Kevin Smith fan. If this movie had just removed the immature Kevin Smith funny, funny ha stuff, the basically Johnny Depp ruined the movie for me. Uh Johnny <laughs> Depp is in this film as uh french detective named guy Lapointe, and it's just that aspect of it that funny character really draws you out of it but i think if you were to boil out all that extra garbage mm-hmm. and just look at the core of this movie it is chilling
2: it's chill and I, I gotta give credit too and i she's one of my favorite people in the world but genesis rodriguez kicks fucking yes. ass in that movie yes Yes. Oh my God, she's a damn good actress. I, yeah, I love her. I just I love Jenny, and she's uh, she's great, and she will be on second our second season of Sound Scary. So oh, great, yes. Mm-hmm. And
1: and the the thing that I found out that I I love the best about this film was the concept was not something Kevin Smith you know came up with. He stumbled upon it by accident. There was a a British uh like Craigslist type thing called the Gum and there's a uh, guy by the name of Chris uh, Parkinson, I believe. And he wrote this advertisement. He put it basically on this British Craigslist as, you know, Howard Howe asking for people to come and, and live at his house and just act like a walrus from time to time. And Kevin Smith saw this and thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And they started building him and Kevin Mosier. Uh, Scott Mosier. Scott, Scott Mosier. Yes. Him and Scott Mosier came up with this whole movie concept and midway through it they found out it was a hoax and still were able to craft this fantastic film off of it mm-hmm. you know it's like the the story behind the story was more fascinating than the story itself mm-hmm. you know but i i've seen this movie probably six seven times i know i'll watch it at least another six or seven it's just it's too good to to pass up i gotta watch this like every three four months so it's fantastic film if you haven't seen it yeah
2: I agree. I love it. I'm a big fan.
0: <laughs> Matt, have you seen that? No, actually, I haven't. That's uh, oh. it, that's one that I haven't I haven't checked out. It's so it's so, I it's so
2: unusual it. and so uh, I, you know, Giant Epps not my favorite character in it, but I, I don't mind it. Um, but yeah. everything else works so well. It's it's such a good. I love I love what Kevin did with that. I love that he kind of played around with the genre and didn't necessarily do the. Uh, Typical horror film. He did a Kevin Smith horror film like he did right. with Red State. You Red know? State, really exactly. Yeah. yeah, And I didn't even hate Yoga Hosers. I thought that was very entertaining. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, that's cute. It's kind yeah. of funny. That's funny. <laughs> um,
1: and then he's got another one still left to do in, in this Canadian trilogy, right? Like Moose Jaw.
2: That, and you can find a little bit about that on Sounds Scary. Oh, wonderful!
0: Well, awesome. <laughs> we'll nice, awesome. We'll have plug. to check that out. Yeah, Jimmy, I was one of the questions I was going to ask you. This is we're now shifting uh, into the interview portion. How's that for a segue? I loved it. Or loved segue? It was... Is it segue or segue? Segway, Segway. yeah. Segue, yeah, yeah. There we go. It, we, we'll figure this out. <laughs> uh, so, one of the things I wanted to ask you is. I know because you are a mover and shaker in this business. You're probably the hardest working man in horror that I know personally. Uh, shucks. Uh, I don't know many people in horror personally though. So uh, what, uh, what inside scoop do you have on upcoming movies? Have you seen anything like in the uh, festival circuits or anything like that? Or... <laughs> There's the serial
2: killer apparently. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> you got I- away. You know the, the the I haven't seen uh, I've seen a few new movies that have really impressed me. Um, that are you know that they, they are available now. Mostly I would I would absolutely put Freaky up there. The Wolf of Snow Hollow is a yep. wonderful movie, Jim Cummings movie. Uh, I think one of the and it's not necessarily horror, but it certainly fits in genre. Is Dill O'Brien and Love and, and Monsters? Oh my God, that thing's a joy! It's like it's it's not scary, but it's the monsters are cool and you like the ideas really it's a smart movie, and you're actually like Dylan O'Brien gives one of my favorite performances in the movie in not only in that film, but just of the year. I, I hmm. loved his work in it because it feels so natural, it feels so vulnerable. It's just about a guy who's kind of a loser who had a girlfriend, and you know the world ends, and so they're all kind of stuck in these, like kind of like what we're doing now, stuck in our houses, except they're groups of people. And he realizes his the love of his life is alive, only eighty miles away. I think it's eighty, something like that. So he has to travel across land that is basically hunted, and he's hunted down by giant insects, just giant insects everywhere, and uh, or giant and giant crabs, giant everything. And uh, he, he its such a charming movie. Michael—he meets Michael Rooker along the way, and the little girl, and I cannot remember her name. And it pains me because she's great. I love this film. I, mm. I adore it, and it's uh, one of the—I think it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Where's that crazy. available? That is all over. You can find that on VOD. You can find that uh, pretty. Pretty. I, I highly recommend it. I highly oh. recommend
0: it. So it's for—it's for rent right now
2: As for rent yeah i'm trying okay. to think i've seen anything like up and coming that hasn't come out that i can talk about um because a lot you know g- generally you see a press screening and they're like oh yeah don't especially horror i'm I, that may shock you but yeah they're like okay don't talk about this film until two days uh, before okay. it's released uh, yeah. but but i'm trying now, to think what i saw i've seen recently that that is horror uh the last thing i yeah nothing really horror like that's coming out.
0: Okay. Um so what got you into horror? Oh gosh. I
2: uh, I mean Halloween. The original Halloween. I I saw it as a kid and I was so profoundly moved because I'm like this movie made me feel things I've never and I was a kid. I was 7, I believe, when I saw it and I'm, I'm watching this this terrifying man just go after this poor girl and I I, I, you know, I, I, it's funny. I, 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 just watched that again for the, who knows how many times I've seen that film. Um, and uh, it, it, it works so well, and it works on an emotional level, and it works on a on, on a very smart level. And I, I just, I like the idea that you could take something so terrifying and create a movie and get people to go and oh my gosh, jump and get scared. And and I was instantly hooked. And then I would watch every single slasher movie I could get into. I, I love them all. I've, I've got the Boogans back here. Uh, one my I, 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 that's an underrated monster movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just obsessed with slasher, like the you know the Friday the Thirteenth, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all of it. I loved, and I still honestly, I still do. And I I, I wish we had more. That's why I like Freaky so much because it was nice to see a slasher movie again. We haven't seen one of those in ages, not yeah. really, you know. Yeah.
0: So, um, is, is would you say slasher is your favorite genre? Uh,
2: definitely in horror. I, I, yeah. I, I love slasher, but I also like, I like most horror in general. I mean, my only, as I get older, like I'm not as. I don't necessarily need to see the goriest thing ever. I, I, I'm i not as in love with gore as I did as when I was a kid. You know, I'm not going to sit and re Saw 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 over and over again. Because I, I don't know if that affects me as much as it used to. But uh, I, yeah, I, I still love horror. I, 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 la- I, I think I'm getting a little nostalgic when it comes to it. I, I find myself going back to a lot of the slashers.
0: Yeah, no, I, I do too. In fact, this this last uh, October was was a lot of slasher films and and of course Halloween. That was also my gateway into it. And I, I was I told this story when we were I think our first episode we were talking about what got us into horror, and and mine was yeah. Halloween as well. Yeah. On Halloween, Halloween night, NBC showed Halloween on Halloween night in 1980 uh in fact John Carpenter even shot some footage for the television version Definitely because they had good. to cut so much stuff out uh and my brother and I got out pillows and blankets popcorn and and lay down on the floor and and watched it on Halloween night it was there was wind blowing by the house it was like <laughs> the perfect setting and I was hooked after that yeah um but I think you know there's that's a common but I was scared of horror movies when I was younger than that, though. When I was really little, I was terrified. Like a commercial of a horror movie came on. That commercial for the movie Magic, when that came on.
2: Oh it yeah. Scared me to death. Yeah, that's a great trailer too. Oh God, yes. that trailer the was trailer's scarier than the movie. By oh, way I mean, it's a yeah. good movie. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but that yeah. trailer is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. In fact, yeah. It,
0: it's almost misleading because the movie wasn't as scary as that no, trailer.
2: No. Not really a horror film. Not really, not really no, no psychological thriller. psychological thriller thriller yeah yep. Yep.
0: yeah uh so i guess we're getting to that point we're uh coming close my to my favorite of- <laughs> part <laughs> we're getting to that point on where well first i've got a well first i think you said you have a, a ghost story right
2: i do i have Okay. well a- oh, i have several uh i've been because look i've always been kind of fascinated with the paranormal and it's always kind of excited me and and I, I, I've gone through phases where I was like, Well, I was a little less believing in that, but having spent the past few years getting to know Nick Ruff, I've had my own experiences and I
0: well, you were on Ghost Adventures at one point I too. Because I, I remember watching it one time and all of a sudden you pop up. I think you had a mohawk at the time. And not, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, that's Jimmy.
2: Yeah. It was that was that was so I was at uh, David Oman's house and he's uh he, he bought Oh right! Already with serial killers, they're loose everywhere. <laughs> uh, he has a house about I, I would say fifty yards from where Sharon Tate was murdered, and that's where he built his house right on Cielo Drive. Uh, and and so I've been to the house several times, and um, I will I'm I, I'll I'll break it down. I'll give you probably the creepiest uh, at least for me. We uh, covered they they covered an event there. It was the re the re release of the not really re release Blu ray release of the Poltergeist remake. So they did it at his house, and it, you know he was all excited. And I knew him, so I could kind of go early, and I could kind of talk to him about it. So I could kind of not you know get a little bit more insight, and because they had a, someone doing a seance, they had someone you know people hired to show him around, and. And of course, you know David's uh, loving it because he, lo- he, his, this place. Literally, you go into this house, shit will happen. That's just the way it is. It's like, they call it the Disneyland of the dead, I, I believe is the uh, phrase they use. And um, I remember me and my partner were uh, my my uh, cameramen were just filming shit, and it was about one in the morning. And one of the things that kept happening was there's a little piano toy that kept going up specifically it kept going off when people would mention it. So that you know you're like, well, it could be the low battery thing, but no, it was there was something spectacularly creepy about it. So at the end of the night, everyone had left except me and my buddy Ryan who was my sound scary co-host. And we're shooting my intro. And as I say weird stuff happens, that little piano goes off. And we're like, oh, cool, this is cool. And David comes in, starts talking about what's going on, and uh, you know we're like, "Oh yeah, he was like anything weird happened." And I'm like, "Yes, some weird stuff happened." Definitely, at one point, I was, I was about to go into a bathroom, and uh, I so it's like someone banged on the door, and I was like, "Oh oh sorry sorry sorry," and so I waited, waited, waited. There was no one in there. There was nobody in there because David came down, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm waiting for the other," but someone like banged on the door, and it happened twice. He opened the door. It was fine. Nothing. No one was in there. Wow. <laughs> so when we went to put this footage together, and you can find this on, on our Joe Blow webpage, because this was for Joe Blow, you actually hear, once that piano goes off while I'm doing my intro, you hear a little girl giggling. <laughs> Again, this is <laughs> one in the morning. There is no little girl there. And then we we move over to do the little, you know, hey, is anything weird happened? Blah, blah, blah right when i say yeah a couple weird things happen you hear a little girl say here's something it was like (laughs) clear as day we we got a lot of stuff that day and i it was really cool and i i don't get really creeped out i i try to like you know i've been i've i've done the washoe club in virginia city nevada which is super creepy and cool i love i love I love going to Virginia city. It's such a wild, wildly creepy town. And there's so many, I had a really weird experience there. Uh, I have a, I have hundreds of experiences. I don't want to bore you there a lot, but uh, yeah, I, I, that was probably well, one of the creepiest.
0: We will have to have you back to tell us yes. some more I'd uh, love to, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, I've got one Okay, uh, that was sent to us. By uh, her name is Leslie Ebert Kozel. She messaged us on the Cinescare website, or not Thank on the website. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie, for sending it, and we will we'll send you uh, this nice Cinescare, Cinescare sticker. sticker. Ooh, I like it. Uh, we'll send something you something no we'll
1: hydro flask could do without.
0: We'll send you one too, Jimmy. Oh yeah. Uh, cool. I don't know why I'm holding it up to the camera because <laughs> no one.
1: So everybody at home can see it. Matt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's radio
0: literally <laughs> dozens of people uh <laughs> so leslie ebert Kozel. let's get serious now because this girl she never believed in ghosts joe she was a major skeptic she had a lot of a lot of issues with ghosts and most of them had to do with the not believing kind <laughs> whatever that means but 15 years ago she moves to minnesota which I, I think is maybe the scariest part of the whole story. Minnesota, actually.
2: terrifying, yeah. terrifying. And I remember,
0: yeah. I remember back in the '90s, Joe, you were you were actually seriously considering moving to Minnesota. Do you remember, I was. Do you remember what it was? One, well, I think, as I recall, anyway, one of the big factors that kept you from moving there.
1: Uh, the cold.
0: No. Nope. Prince. Nope.
1: I, then I, I don't know.
0: Fargo. The movie Fargo. I remember, oh, of course. You, yeah, you, you yeah. went to see that, and you said, "I, I cannot I, live yeah. around people who talk like that."
1: I well, yeah, that the accents and the the don't log you know. chippers.
0: It, I, yeah. Hey, all I, of you, I
1: won't go near a log chipper. Don't since. get
0: me wrong, all of you yeah. Minnesota people, Joe's anti-Minnesota, <laughs> not me. I love Minnesota. I think it's a perfectly fine place. Take off, people. hoser. <laughs> that's Canada, I guess. Uh,
2: well, so Minnesota. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so she moved Leslie and her husband. They move, they moved there 15 years ago and they find a house. The previous owner decided that she was an older person and she needed a condo because the house is too big to, for the upkeep, you know, but as soon as they got in there, stuff started happening. They started hearing un unexplainable noises, not, uh, not creaks or settling kinds of noises, Joe. I know that I know what you're thinking. I can see it in your eyes right now. You're thinking, oh, that's just a house settling. No, these no, I'm not... thinking
1: like horrible screams in the middle of the night, you know, oh. like nightmares again. But... Well, not
0: that either. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I uh, one of the things that they heard was the creak. that they, they had a hand towel uh, rack in the bathroom. And when you pulled the hand towel uh, from the rack, it would make a creaking noise, right? They would hear that, and of course, they'd go and look. No one's in there. The hand the towel, haunted hand towel, the haunted hand. <laughs> they'd hear things in the night, footsteps. They'd oh. hear knocking on the doors and walls. Why are you laughing about that? I'm trying to be Because I, I was like,
1: expecting yeah. like the the scary washcloth, and you know the the naughty beach towel or something. Next,
0: <laughs> go ahead. You know what, Leslie? This guy is completely <laughs> ruining your whole story. <laughs> One night. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> One night, Leslie was asleep. Now her husband was down in the basement, and this is obviously in an area where people have basements, which I I, I can tell you, Jimmy. I don't know if have you always lived in L.A.
2: No, I li- I had a basement in uh, in Utah for a few years when I lived there as a kid, and it was fucking terrifying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it a was it a creepy, scary basement? Oh
2: my god, yeah! I used to hear voices down there. I could oh, swear wow. to God it was haunted. I could swear to God.
0: Man, you're full of them. We gotta have you back.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh I had a when the house that I grew up in had a very creepy basement too. It was not furnished. It was it was scary down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but other people in the Midwest, they have these basements and they have it's a, it's like a whole nother level of, you know, Joe has this giant basement, by the way. Dude, that cool. is, There's a
1: throw rug and everything. It's Dude. insane. <laughs> well, Joe's
0: house is like it's like a manor. Um it should have a name. But it does. anyway, Newcastle, Newcastle. Oh, is that what you're right. calling
1: it? Well, that's nice. what somebody called it that. No, oh, I
0: might've, maybe I called it. I May know I, been you. your other home. I called it, uh, what uh, was that name? Stradmore? Stradlow. Stradlow. Yes. Stradlow yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, so one night she's sleeping and her husband fell asleep watching TV downstairs. So she hears the sound of somebody, They they had like a, an entryway, right? Big entryway where the staircase goes down to the entryway and it's made of tile. And so there's a distinct sound you hear when people are walking on that tile. And she kept hearing someone walking, clomping around on this tile. And she's like, what is, I'm just going to call him John. I don't know her husband's name. What is John doing down there? And so she gets up and she's going to go down and, and give him what for like, it's the middle of the night. You're keeping me up with this clomping around. John's not down there. She still hears the clomping around though, while she's standing in this entryway. So uh, eventually her husband comes up because he hears it downstairs too. And he's like, what's going on? Why are you moving around up here? What are you doing? She's like, I'm not. So they stood there listening to somebody walking around on the tile.
1: Oh my gosh. Arguing, blaming the other. Ah, yes, of course. (laughs) So, had to been you. She goes down.
0: She goes down there. She's looking around. She can't find anything. She and her husband stood there listening while the sound continued. So later, Joe. This is the this is the this is the this is the kicker right here. Later, they decide they'd go ask the neighbors if they had ever heard the previous owner talk about anything strange or unusual happening in the house. And the neighbor tells them that the old woman's husband died in that house. Ooh. And that's On the it stairs. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I believe he died in the vestibule in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, that's what that ultimately Let's, I think it is, is just the energy that we leave behind. That's right. yeah. That's, I, I trapped. Yeah. There, I think there's, I'm, at some point, I think we'll be able to give a, a, a more scientific, desti- you know, like a, a a label to it. But I, I, I do believe, certainly, like, Joe, you're saying, sometimes oh it's a house huddling or this, that, that. And that. Come on with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally, I never hear ambulances until tonight right now you no know, weird we're,
1: we're dedicating this episode to first responders everywhere yes, yes. amen
2: but, but what is yeah. going
0: on that what what is it a war zone you're living in what's going well, on i over? mean
2: i'm in l well you know i'm in san fernando valley so it's not that war zone. So i'm not in la <laughs> yeah but at
0: yeah. least at least we're not hearing helicopters right
2: well um, we will see we get those every day yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh well jimmy thank you so much for uh coming by and uh participating in our little our little shindig. That was a blast uh, it's been great it's yeah been, thank you very much jimmy that yeah. was wonderful oh, it's been a lot you. of fun <laughs> we yeah. will have to have you back on again i'd love oh, totally. to
2: I'd lo- i would uh, i just want to do a quick plug this um so- this friday we have my new podcast uh, where i think it's episode six where uh, it's called something stony where me and my co-host justin butts get high and talk about shit so that's <laughs> We and we do it live. We do yeah. it live. I'm getting stoned live on on uh, Friday nights. That's what I'm doing. So, a uh, very and it's it's honestly it's a fun show. We talk a lot about horror. We talk, well, we talk about pretty much everything. Politics, you name it. We talk about everything. It's it's kind of a nice little break to you know just get high and talk shit.
0: Nice. <laughs> Nice. That
1: sounds yeah. like a fun show. And I I'd like to plug for you the scary sounds. Sounds scary. Uh, I, I do, or sounds scary. I do want people to go out and and listen to that. I I myself, I was hooked with the uh, with Ian Honeyman, yeah. very first episode. Oh so great! The so just the the idea of going to interview the guys that are responsible for setting the real mood, creating the music and the scores for these films. I thought was top-notch
2: we and the thing yeah, is we did so. do what i love about some scary is we talked to everybody we talked to we just had a, a double one-two punch where we shot two shows in a row we it was one with james duvall and one with the marcus dunstan and it's like so we get to you know it's nice to get like i had a comedian for god's sake ronnie pascal who's ronnie friend, pascal talented, yeah. and and that that was at the uh, mystic museum where right. there was something actually happened at yeah. that i'll save that for next time
1: i loved his guitar <laughs>
2: Me too. Yeah, it was beautiful. Me too. I'll yeah, tell that him that. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jimmy O, and we will definitely have to have you back if if you'd like to come because uh, this was a great conversation and uh and and we definitely want to hear more of your ghost stories too. Maybe next time we yes. can just devote most of the time to that. That would be great. Sure.
2: Perfect. I love it. Anytime you guys want, just hit me oh. up.
0: All right. all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and please remember to send us your ghost stories, your personal ghost stories or your hometown legends. Uh, those, those would be great too. If you, I know a lot of people I've, have, have messaged me and said, well, I, I don't have time to write it all out. You can, you can record, record your voice. Uh, and I had somebody do that. They recorded their story by voice. In fact, tonight's story, Leslie Kozel sent me a voice. Recording of her story because she Didn't want to sit down and type it out So that's a great way to do it too and I'll just Transpose it and we kind of play around With it anyway so it, it's yeah. Fine it's not it's no big deal But uh, we we definitely enjoy These stories and uh, so Keep them coming wow. and uh, You know I think this is I think this was a good episode this is the one that You might want to wake the kids and phone The neighbors yeah Yeah. I agree <laughs> All right well I, and also, oh, I forgot. Tomorrow or two days from now is Thanksgiving as we as we uh, record this. So, uh, have hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Please be safe. Don't be hanging out with fifty people and doing something stupid yeah. because uh, COVID rates are insane right stay now. High. Yeah, and everything's getting shut down again. Uh, wear your masks. Stay separate. Uh, and and only you know connect with. A handful of people if you possibly can, please. Yeah.
2: Zoom. Have a Thanksgiving on yeah. yeah. Zoom. That's all you need. That's
0: Yep. We do it, so can you.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So until next time, everybody, we will see you later. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving everyone. Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> say